Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Derek and Eric coming at you on a weekday. On a cold cold ass weekday. But we're not cold in our houses. Oh, that's why I'm wearing a tank top inside. (laughs) And having a good old adult Uh, beverage. Having a good 32 ounces of adult beverage right over here. It's pretty delicious, I tell you what. Oh, what a week, though. What a week. Weekend, we, I should we, say. We had super wild card divisional round weekends. No, it's just divisional round. <laughs> super it's divisional. Only, oh, God. It's only super for the freaking wild card. <laughs> they better not do that. They better not do that next year, but you know they will. Super Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> stupid NFL. It, it is really stupid. We have, Divisional games, not as good as they were last year. We had some nail biters last year, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I, they were competitive, a couple of them at least. Yeah, two of them. That's how <laughs> their ones were just kind of like blowouts. And one of them was a surprising blowout. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But uh, what we'll dive into, as always, we start with NFL recap. Recrapping? The beer's hitting me already. Recap. Recap. round weekend and we're going to talk about the end of the year award nominees for the nfl also quick switch we're also going to talk about todd helton not getting into the baseball hall of fame and how much the baseball hall of fame is stupid Uh, yeah yeah i saw that this week just just dumb so dumb it's so dumb so So dumb. dumb yes um then we'll hit some stats of the week as always We're going to touch on the Colorado teams as the Avs and Nuggets are still rolling and CU strikes again. Mm. Big time recruit. And then we will finish it off with the conference. Oh my God. The conference championship (laughs) picks. Hold on. I need another sip. Barely, barely just the many sips you've had. Isn't it? Man, it must be a lightweight or something. Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, but Derek let's kick things off with the games that happened on Saturday and we had the number one seed in the AFC Kansas City Chiefs hosting the number four seed Jacksonville Jaguars and it was a close one very competitive but the Chiefs do end up holding on and winning 27 to 20 And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown! Marquez Valdez Scantling. It's a team that we'll be hearing a lot from down the line. But one more time, it's Kansas City playing for the AFC Championship. Yeah, I man, I really thought, really was hoping, I should say, Jacksonville was going to pull this one off and clearly Eric they showed though that um they're going to be good cuz yeah. if they oh, if yeah. they can if they can hang around with the Chiefs like this man they're uh, they're going to be a good team going forward. And honestly on that if that second to last drive if Christian Kirk doesn't fumble Jacksonville's mm. right in that game. Mm-hmm. Cuz Mahomes left with the high ankle sprain it was in the second quarter right? Na- it just a, na- second quarter. quarter. Second quarter. Just nasty too. I mean, oh. how, 
Having a guy fall on you like that, ooh, that's just Oh, the painful. worst injury, though, was Pollard's. Ugh. Oh, What's that? Oh, Tony Pollard. Pollard yeah. You saw yeah. his ankle hit turf. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, Anywho, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, not the best of games, but not bad. Two, four, uh, 24, 39, 217, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Travis Etienne, 10 carries only, 62 yards and a touchdown. Need to get him the ball a little more. But when you're behind the whole time, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to not. I mean, he did have three catches too, so 13 touches overall. Yeah, the furthest they got down was 20 to 10 at that point. So they probably were getting away from the run game after that. Yeah. But Mahomes, even coming back from that injury, you could tell he just was not himself. You can shoot up a high ankle sprain with However many drugs you got. Cortisone shots. It's going to hurt. And so he only threw for 195 yards. Yeah. And how about uh, almost 100 of those yards went to Travis Kelsey. 14 catches the guy had. Just. He's good. uh, Man, you want to talk about security blanket. There he is. Or hello. How about you cover him? Oh, seriously. Two touchdowns he had. Also, to go with his 14 catches, 98 yards. Just what a game he had. But like you said, Travis Etienne, he's an explosive running back. He was good all year. You you had to keep feeding the ball. Not to mention just some of the runs Jacksonville had. Oh, man, they were so good. The last, as we said, the last couple of years, the Chiefs' weakness, and clearly it still is a weakness, is a rush defense. If you can just run it on these guys mm-hmm. and keep and keep their offense off the field, you'll be in good hands. Well, and that's that's the thing. Um, like you had the uh, Jamichael Hasty for mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jackson. hit that twenty-three yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with KC is their their front four, even with George Karloftis and Chris Jones and Frank Clark. It just isn't quite there. The same with their linebacking core. Like they have fast linebackers, but they're not big, so they kind of no. get pushed around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And their secondary, especially with uh, Sneed injured. Oh God, it's. I mean, Trent McDuffie's doing all he can, but he's a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. And boy, is he gonna have his hands full this next game. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but well, just, Justin Reed on the back end helps out a lot, though. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs, you know, that's what good teams do. They they find a way to win. and They, they find a way to win. Chad Henney, Henney think can happen, had a 98-yard touchdown drive. Yeah. Unbelievable. That was sick. Comes in, balls down at the two. I was like, oh, Jacksonville's going to hold him. No. Backup quarterback marches downfield. And, and I was just like, that's it's sick. That was sick. It, it was. It was. But – uh, hey, so let's look at Jacksonville. So we, you said it, they're going to be good. I said it, I said at the mid last year, I was like, or end of the year, I was like, I'm pretty sure Jacksonville's winning that division next year. And they won it this year. <laughs> and they won it this year. Safe to say they're going to win it next year too. Cause like, who, who are they going to be competing against? The Texans? Colts? They're giving Jeff Saturday a second interview for some reason. Uh, dumbest thing ever. And honestly, I wouldn't have given – in the first one, I said, hey, would you? did you lose a 33-point lead? Yeah? Oh, gone. Like, thanks for playing. He was did you, 
awful as a head coach. Did you leave Nick Foles in when he threw three interceptions <laughs> and, and not even 100 yards? Oh, yeah, that was you too? Okay. I mean, the Texans, they might be better if they get Bryce Young, but who knows what the hell's going to happen with the Bears and the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, is Sean Payton going to want to go there? Probably not because of the ownership situation. Like, who's going to be their head coach? Seriously. The Titans, all they are is Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, are, are they reload on the offense? Yeah, are they going to ride with Tannehill or are they going to pick up somebody I mean, in the, the draft the, or free agency? They're paying Tannehill way too much. So way like, too freaking much. I, I mean, so, I mean, and I think Jacksonville's got some. Uh, Big decisions to make for free agency, too. Let me pull that up. But the future, especially with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley coming back. But Trevor Lawrence, having Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are the two biggest things for Jacksonville going forward. You have your quarterback and you have a coach. And if you can have both those things, you're in good shape. And Jacksonville has both of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so it looks like Evan Ingram was just on a one-year deal, but I'm sure they'll bring him back. He had a whale of a game he, in the wild he, card. And right not now. to mention, he had a career year in every category you could think of. Touchdowns, yards, and catches. So definitely, I'm sure he uh, probably wants to come back. You know, they actually don't have that many expiring contracts that would hurt them. Mm-hmm. The only one that would be is Evan Ingram. Maybe Dwayne Smoot up the middle, but I don't think they use him very much. No. But so, Ingram, Ingram, I could see them bringing him back on like a two, three-year deal. Hey, you remember Adam Gotsis? Yeah, former Bronco. Hey, he's on Jacksonville. Yep, backup. God, he's not good. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, J- Jacksonville has a very bright future, and I, I'm safe to say who's in their division, I don't think they're going to have any trouble winning that division next year. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, I don't expect them to be like a 14 and three team. No, I don't, unless they make some huge free agent signings on that defense. Um, I don't really see that happening, um, but I, I, they're going to be a 10, 11 win team, maybe 12 win team. Right. Do they're going to have to deal with the first place schedule, but with six easier games on their, their calendar with the division. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I think Jacksonville's going to be fighting for the second or third seed next year. I'm calling it right now, too. When the Colts go to Jacksonville next year, I'm picking Jacksonville. (laughs) Well, they haven't won there in, what, nine straight times or something like that? Or is it double digits? No, it's up to nine. God. Yeah, so I'm picking Jacksonville to win that game. Calling it right now. (laughs) And uh, honestly, Doug Peterson. That's all you got to say. Honestly, he should be. I think he is in the running for coach of the year for what he did with that team. And it goes to show you, Doug Peterson showed you this year how bad of a coach Urban Meyer was. The players have said it. They're like, yeah, our coach was ass last year, and this guy comes in and shows us that we can be good. Mm -hmm. They were three and seven at one point, and then finished nine and eight and beat the Chargers in a playoff game. And then you, yeah, and you hang tough with the Chiefs. Like it's just Jacksonville has nothing to hang their head over. And not to mention, they were a team, as we said, they had nothing to lose because they weren't expect they weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. Playing with house money, 
You're going into KC and you only lose by seven when I think the over-under was like nine. Yeah, nine and a half, which was, and a half. again, it's a playoff game, folks. Yeah. Why the hell? But I, I was I was super impressed with Jacksonville. They were in the position kind of like the Lions where their season's a win-win. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. They, they made the playoffs. They're, they're a damn good team, made a huge stride forward, and they took the Chiefs to the wire. They sure did. Um, so we'll talk about the Chiefs, what's coming up next for them in a little bit. But oh God. the next other game. Saturday game, Oh, if you had the over, <laughs> boy, you read. nailed some money. The New York football Giants, the number six seed, went into Philadelphia to face the number mm. one seed Eagles. And I think the Giants forgot to get on the bus because they lose 38 to seven. And it was 28 nothing at halftime. Second and goal. A juggle of the snap. Hurts found it, and there's the end zone ahead for another Philadelphia touchdown. And that is going to do it. Philadelphia is going to head to the NFC Championship game for the first time since their Super Bowl winning season. They sweep the Giants in three games this year. They've beaten them 10 games in a row here in Philadelphia, and they left no questions unanswered tonight. They did not. Yeah, this game was just, it it was over at halftime, literally. There was nothing more the Eagles needed to do. No. And Jalen Hurts just showed how good and how dangerous he is in this game. When he's healthy, man, is he good. He's a damn good quarterback. And, and Hurts didn't even really beat him with his arm. I mean, 16 to 24, 154, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's the running game. Listen to oh. these stupid stats. Oh. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown. His longest was a 35-yard rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 90 yards. Jalen Hurts, 9 carries, 34 yards and a touchdown. And Boston Scott, who gets a touchdown every time the Eagles play the Giants, it seems like. Six carries. <laughs> Seriously. 32 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Uh, they owned the Giants on the, both sides of the both sides of the line of scrimmage. And Daniel Jones went back to looking like Danny. Danny Dimes went to the bank and got turned into Danny Pennies. I mean, just th- had, had a turnover. There he is. Showing showing what he wasn't supposed to do, you know, what he hasn't done really all year, you know, turning the ball over, but man, yeah. it, it cost him, you know, having so, a fumble and an interception. So this is how the game went. So I had some friends over to watch the games and my roommate, Eagles fan, go Rams. Uh, go Rams. <laughs> he, uh, we were, uh, we were like, Hey, you want to play some cards? And he's like, I kind of want to focus on the game. Halftime comes. It's 28, nothing. We're like, Hey, you want to play some cards now? He's like, yeah. I think this game's pretty much under underhandled, like and, under control. And it was. So, and I, it wasn't close from the get-go. This was like the first time that they played this season. Mm. You just see the talent gap between the Eagles and the Giants. Big time. And the Giants are just a well-coached team. You mean the Eagles are just a well-coached team? No, the Giants, they're a well-coached team with oh, not are. a lot of talent. Not a lot of talent, yes. And so you asked me the question last week, do you sign Daniel Penny's – or maybe I asked you, but do you sign Danny Penny's to a long-term deal? The answer is hell 
Hell no. So you got Jones and Barkley who are each free agents now. Barkley, I'm signing. Will be after this. Barkley, I'm signing right now. I mean, you better. He was their offense. But Daniel Jones, what do you do? If you're the Giants, what do you do? Oh, man. Do you bring back Jones or do you... Take a flyer at somebody else. Are you trying to recruit Tom Brady? Tom Brady's not going to the Jets. See, the Jets. He's not going to the Giants, dude. I mean, looking at their free agents coming up, they really. Julian Love, maybe. Darius Slayton, but Slayton's not very good. Real quick, I dare you. Safe to say, Kenny Galladay is probably going to be cut. That guy has done nothing since the Giants paid him all up. Oh, money. my God, dude. He's been such a bust. But also, coming off, coming onto a bye, Sterling Sh- or going into free agency, Sterling Shepard. Mm. You know how much that dude's getting paid? A lot. $10 million. And he's been injured a lot. And he's been, and he, when he plays, he hasn't been good. No. Darius Slayton, I could see maybe. Maybe, but signing him. So the Giants, they got to get some weapons, man. And do you think Daniel Jones would do better with more weapons around him? Maybe. I mean, he seemed he seemed to do well this year with a uh, uh, healthy Saquon Barkley. Maybe if you get him a couple, you know. Receivers, I guess. Maybe if you actually get him a good tight end again, like the one yeah. you let, the one that you let leave to Jacksonville. <laughs> maybe if you bring in a tight end, yeah. Maybe if you bring in some weapons, he might do well, better. I think he yeah. could. Well, and then, but that's a big risk you're willing to take, though. Well, exactly. For your and I've heard a lot of people saying you franchise Daniel Jones. You know how much the franchise tag is going to be next mm. year for a quarterback. Probably like forty million. Forty-five million dollars. You're paying Daniel Jones forty-five million dollars for a year. No. Let me sing it again. Hell no. <laughs> That's too much money. It's way too much money. And I told you I would give him a like a one or two a year, fifty million dollar deal, twenty-five million dollars a year. See what you got, and then maybe you go get a jimmy garoppolo type quarterback to kind of back him up or maybe you go up and draft someone do i could oh my god do i could see him doing sign daniel jones to like a one two-year deal and you bring in teddy bridgewater oh god dude why would you do such a thing to yourselves to back him up i could i could see him doing that though Oh my God! I you can't you can't you can't not unless they pull off the heist of the century and they move up in the draft and they draft another quarterback. Who knows? Maybe they could. But I'm looking at the. (laughs) What if you franchise tag Saquon Barkley, use him as draft bait, and you trade up in the draft? Something interesting. To a team, you gotta keep Barkley, man. Okay, how about this? How about this? Let's say they franchise tag. Buffalo calls. Oh my god. Do you trade Saquon Barkley for two first round picks? To Buffalo? Yes. Why wouldn't would. you? He's not in your he's not in your conference. He's in the other conference. Yeah. So that that's a 
I didn't even think about that, but I'm looking. I'm looking at the Giants' depth chart. Oof. There's a reason they lost this game. Not good. So, receivers. So the Eagles' number three receivers: AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Smith. Who's the third option? I don't know who the third. Let's just say Dallas Goddard. Well, which tight, is pretty phenomenal good. tight end. Yeah. This is the Giants' three weapons: Isaiah Hodgins, who, Darius Slayton, Richie James, Daniel Bellinger. Wow, that's bad. And then on defense, so Zach Pascal and Greg Ward and Quez Watkins are their other wide receivers Quez for the Eagles. That's right. So, and then their inside linebacker. Jalen Smith and Landon Collins. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some Jalen Smith. Yes. I respect the hell out of Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. Coming back from that ghastly knee injury where he tore his MCL and ACL. Ooh. The career that guy's had, yeah. Um, But he's slow now because he can't run as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Landon Collins, old, cut him. You don't need him. Oh, the safety? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, their their defensive line is where it's at. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau. Whoo! Oh, hello. Yeah. But they can't rush the passer. Nope. That's the thing. They got to be able to rush the passer. And their cornerbacks, Dory Jackson, Z- uh, Fabian Moreau. Who? Who? Julian Love and Xavier McKinney at safety, like they gotta get some talent on that team, man. The Giants have like all I'm gonna say is the Giants have some work to do this offseason when it comes to offensive they do. weapons. They and not really to mention do. not to mention who's your quarterback gonna be and, and who's your running back gonna be next season. The same two guys or two new guys, or just only one of them for next if year. If it was me, I would have a different quarterback but the same running back. But it's usually after you pay running backs is when they start to Yeah, but Barkley's already had his injury streak. It's true. I I would keep Saquon. Because he's a game changer. But we'll see. It is going to be a very interesting offseason for the Giants. It will be. Question. Who has the better season next year? Just no matter what. The Giants uh-huh. or the Steelers? Steelers. Really? Because Mike Tomlin, I mean, look what he did this year. We thought they were done and out, Eric, and look what he did. They've got the same thing that the Giants have, a lack of talent in a division that's much better than they are. Yeah, but – I could still see them winning nine, ten games next year because because they have Mike Tomlin. Sure, Mike Tomlin's a damn good coach. We've established that clearly. What he did this year when they were done and out, and he made them win nine games to continue the streak. Eric, he's a good coach. <laughs> so I, I believe in I believe in him being able to make him you know have that team be better next year. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right, moving on to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday games. And mm. I now see why this game was at 1 o'clock instead of the primetime game. 
the number three Cincinnati Bills in the, or, oh, oh, Jesus. Cincinnati Bengals were at the Buffalo Bills in snowy Buffalo. Burrow facing pressure goes over the top wide open is Chase and he splits the defenders for the touchdown. Thought that was going to be so essential to his team's hopes. Third and seven. To the end zone. Open! Wide open! Hurst hauls it in for another Cincinnati touchdown. Man, what a game. I mean, it was it was snowing, then it stopped, and then at, towards back. the end of the game, it was just boom, pounding with snow. Yeah, dude, I, I love me a good snow football game, man. As long as it's not, like, piled up on the field, you know, yeah. like where it's, like, you know, three feet deep. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, we both both picked them to win. I didn't think they were going to blow out the Bills. So the uh, Bengals went 27 to 10. It was 14 nothing, and that game felt over. Yeah. I, I said before we came on air, Eric, Joe Burrow's good. Joe Burrow is up in the category with so good. He's up in the category now with Allen and Mahomes and Herbert and all them. With this win, he's established himself that. Oh, I thought he was up there before. I thought he was up there anyway. Oh, I did now, but man, did he really establish himself now that he is one of the top guys in the league? Is Eric? He is. Oh, sure. Watching him in this game, how cool and calm he is. Damn good. This Bengals team. Is really really good. They are. Uh, they they own the line of scrimmage. And oh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon just he had himself a game and ran all over. Twenty carries, one hundred and five yards, and a touchdown. That's what you're Here's supposed to the do. Thing with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen cannot be your leading rusher anymore. No. no. You've got to figure that part of your team out, or else. You're going to get bounced every single year again. Not to mention your quarterback's going to get hurt having to run the ball all the time. We saw this with the Panthers, dude. Cam Newton. Cam Newton could not play anymore because he got his ass kicked from running all the time. Yeah, and he only played until he was, what, 32, 33? He wasn't even that long, did he? I mean, he didn't play very long because his body couldn't keep up. All the abuse. No, and uh, I don't know if you've ever, Derek, if you've ever seen um, uh, the All or Nothing show on Amazon, uh-uh. Amazon Prime. That in 2018, basically the last year for uh, Cam Newton as a real big starter in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the season, when he got popped by T.J. Watt Oof. right in the throwing shoulder that he had surgery on, they didn't win a game after that. Yep. They were they were six and three and finished the season six and eleven. Oof. I, I'm afraid that that's gonna happen to Buffalo. Josh Allen got his ass kicked. I in mean, this he, football game. I hate to say it, you hope it isn't happening now because that elbow injury. So the bills still, were never the same. It's still lingering, and, and he might get surgery on it, but it might not be the same. And if I mean. Now, I will say this. I have more questions about Sean McDermott than I do Josh Allen. Yes. Sean McDermott 
straight up got out coached and it wasn't even close. And I don't want to hear about Buffalo's injury situation. No, your defense sucks. You couldn't rush the rush the passer. Your linebackers can't cover anything more yeah. than ten yards down the field. You want to talk DBs? I admit you were hurt, but Micah Hyde really holds that defense together. No way. Not to mention when Von Miller went out with an injury, their pass they rush had went no pass rush went bye bye after he went out. Yeah. So I'm looking at my defensive line. I'm looking at Ed Oliver and Greg Rousseau and saying. You guys better step up or else I have to make changes. And Ed Oliver's a damn good football player. He is. He has not had a good couple of seasons. Mm -mm. And I might sound angry, and I am. Buffalo sucks. They don't suck. They're a good team. They're a good good team, but they just – They can't win the big game. Come the second half of the season, they just really struggled down this last stretch. And, And the difference in the game. Cincinnati had 412 yards, 172 Mm. on the ground. Buffalo, 63 yards rushing. They knew what you were going to do. Throw the ball because you can't run it. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep, we're going to put everyone back and we're going to make you throw the ball. That's what they did. Or no, we're going to make you run the ball and try and run the ball. And they didn't. And then and, you, did you hear about Stephon Diggs? Yep. He's yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline, probably just trying to get him pumped up. That's what I figured that one was. You're, but you're, then he leaves the stadium early? Yeah. That's not a good look. No. But and I went into this season thinking, you know, because I'm always terrified of the team that's like the number one favorite by the rest of the league to win. Because it doesn't seem like they do. Mm -hmm. The only teams that I think that have done it in recent memory are the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. And it's a different sport. When was the last time the number one favorite in the NFL won the Super Bowl? The Patriots, maybe? Probably New England, I'd have to say. Maybe back. Maybe even Tampa Bay, when they first got Brady, they went to Super Bowl. They went to instant Super Bowl I don't even Bowl know contenders. if they were favorite that year. I think Kansas City was. Yeah. KC came off the Super Bowl champion. That's too. true. Well, and they, to be fair, to be fair, they made it. They just got raffle stumped by but, Tampa Bay. But real quick, though, um, Mike Hilton from Cincinnati – uh, Kansas City, man, you do not. You better watch that guy because if you don't have somebody block him, man, he's going to get to Mahomes. And that's what real quick we'll, we'll talk about that in the championship game. But Mike Hilton and Jesse Bates, those guys in their secondary. Dude, are Jesse both, Bates is and, a stud. And sneaky pick at the end of the first round, Daxton Hill out of mm. Michigan. Man, is he good. Zach Taylor has put to, has put together, I think, a powerhouse down there in Cincinnati. This these this Bengals, those old Bengals being called the Bungles, Eric. They are not the Bungles anymore. These guys are a good team. No, they're the kitty goes meow. I mean, they are a damn damn good football team now, and I think it's safe to say that with Joe Burrow and at the helm, that this this team is is going to be like this every year, and they're going to contend and be good. Now, the thing that worries me is when 
you got to pay Burrow soon, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to fill in the holes on the defense? Who knows what's going to happen there? And that, like, that's where a good GM comes in handy. Mm-hmm. So, which they have, which they have. Also, I need Eli Apple to get torched on Sunday. That dude needs to shut the hell up. <laughs> you see him bleep talking Demar Hamlin on Twitter? No, I didn't dude see needs that. to get punched in the mouth. I did not see that. That's that's not cool. I thought you meant he was talking crap to like one of the receivers. Well, he, oh, dude, well, and that's the thing. He doesn't do it in the game. He does it on Twitter. He can't do it in person. He, he's not good. No. Would you say that Eli? It's like that's what pisses me off about the Bengals is Eli Apple's benefiting from a good team. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me sick. I tell Bengals, you. What, this beer's making me angry. But the but the Bengals though, <laughs> Eric, they're uh they're a good team. And the Bills, as we said in the offseason. You gotta fix that run game. You have fix, to. I have to fix that run game and maybe maybe get some other pass rushers too, because you need help well, in that. How are category. they gonna afford it? They're I, paying Josh Allen and they overpaid for Von Miller because they had to. Mm-hmm. They realized that their weakness is rushing the passer on defense. I mean, maybe you can and draft they, some guys. You're going to have to. So you Drafts. can't afford to trade for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I think they need to give the ball to James Cook more. Devin Singletary is not a starting running back in the NFL. No, he's a good backup, but not a good he's, starter. He's a good pass catcher, but he's give he's, it. He's a 5'8 running back. Give it, give it to Dalvin's brother. That's why you drafted him. You know who's the last good 5'8 running back there? Barry Sanders. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles was like five six, five seven. But you know what he did? Caught he was, the ball. He, he never was expo- ran the damn ball. He was explosive when he ran the ball. He was, he was good. Punt returns, kick returns, catching. He was explosive. Yes. Devin Singletary is not the guy. You got to give James Cook more carries. You know how many mm-hmm. carries James Cook had? Six. Five. Oof. Not good. Trash. Not good. I have another sip of beer here after I introduce the last game of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, Your favorite team? The Dallas Cowgirls went into San Francisco and had every opportunity to knock out the worst team in the NFL. Well, clearly not the worst team. Nope, they're terrible, Derek. Don't even even try that. I'm going to drink more beer. But uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, Niners won 19-12. Third long. Blitz coming. Prescott fires. Oh, it's intercepted. Far side of the field. Diamador Lenore read it, picked it off, and the Niners in business. Prescott. It is picked off by Fred Warner. Warner's got it. Lamb chases him down in a second interception today for the 49ers. McCaffrey right up the gun and in. Touchdown, San Francisco. Final play looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the turpin. Gets smoked right away. And that'll do it. The 49ers back to the championship game. Eric, what, what did we say last week? If Prescott got close to 40 attempts, they would lose the game. He had 37 attempts. What did we say? He can't throw it for 
close to 40 or over 40. And if you do, Dallas, you're going to lose. And look what happened. Derek, after the Tony Pollard injury, do you know how many times they ran the ball? Once. No, no. He ran the ball six times. Oh, uh, after the Pollard injury, I'd say like four, five. Ten! That's bad. Zeke Elliott had 10 carries for 26 yards. Mm-mm-mm. Not good. Derek, the Niners gave the Cowboys every opportunity to win that game. The Niners looked awful in this football game. They looked bad. They were not a good team. Nope. And the Cowboys did nothing to try and beat them. And now, unlike Buffalo, where I'm not looking at the, I'm not looking at Josh Allen. I'm looking at the coaching staff that got out coached by Zach Taylor. A def- I'm looking at Dak Prescott and saying, "Do I have a future with this guy at quarterback?" I mean, you you paid him all that money. You have no choice. Derek, I, I have a stat of the week. Here. I'm gonna blow my load early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Dak, Tony Romo in his playoff career was two and in a two and four playoff record, mm. 0 and three in the divisional round. Mm. Dak Prescott has a two and four playoff record, 0 and three in the divisional round. He's Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. A younger version of Tony Romo. You gave him that money. To be better than his predecessor. 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 And he's doing exactly the same thing. He is. Derek, if the Cowboys had a competent idiot at quarterback, they would have won this football game. They would have. If he didn't, those two interceptions don't happen. They would have won. Dude, the Cowboys' Twitter account is throwing Prescott under the bus. Seriously. Did you see that? They were like, Ed Desk Prescott through two interceptions is the reason we lost the game. Because it's the truth. And it should have been three, and that, that should have been a pick six to end the game. There's this there's this thing that we have. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bleep this out, but my sister sent me this and it, it looked legit. I knew it was fake, but it looked legit and it said breaking news. Cowboys quarterback Dask Prescott will miss the remainder of the playoffs due to being and playing like dog (laughs) (laughs) And it's not wrong because that's exactly how he played. It ain't wrong at all. When I saw that, I started laughing. I'm like, it's the truth because he he looked bad. He was miserable. Like we said, you can't throw it that many times. You can't. No, clearly Prescott's not the quarterback to do that. No. And when Pollard got injured, as we said, the horrific injury, I knew Dallas was in trouble running the ball. I knew they were going to be in trouble. I I think you and I have said it all season, is that Tony Pollard should be the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys, and Zeke Elliott needs to hit the road. Well, they've already announced that. Elliot's already announced he's taking a pay cut this this offseason, which he better if not he's going to get cut in it, and they're probably going to franchise tag Pollard as they should because you need him. Man, if I'm Pollard though, I want to I want to 
four five year deal, man. I'm not taking that. I would. I would too. I'd sit out. Be like, all right, you guys have fun without me. Because Tony Pollard had more carries, more yards, more touchdowns than Zeke Elliott this year. Yeah. And the the Cowboys are in a tough spot because I ain't trading for Zeke Elliott. No way. But real quick, especially not a backup center. Real quick, though, you flip it to. Your Niners, Eric. Their defense is pretty don't, good. Don't you, you ever say that again. I'm don't kidding. Don't you ever say that again. But I'm just saying the. I, de- will, I will end the show. But their defense is pretty good, though. You have to admit. It's pretty damn good. It is, but I didn't think they looked that good last week. Oh, no, they didn't. But Brock Purdy didn't turn the ball over and he did what he needed to do to keep him afloat to win and that's all you need you have oh, a he's lucky he's got the talent around him you have a quarterback that can do that and the defense that's playing that way you win a lot of games and that's I mean, what he's been doing it is but i want to give props to the cowboys defense man did they play a good football game they, they did, did everything they could to hold the niners to 19 points and dak prescott f- it all away <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> he sure did. And, and like CD Lamb, 10 catches, 117 yards. Let's go. Yeah. But again, for the Cowboys, it comes down to the last play of the game that ruins it for him. Actually, I want to point to the play before where oh. Dalton Schultz doesn't get two feet in. Yeah. What are you doing? Dude? Nice college catch, but not a good pro catch, buddy. God. I cut his ass too. And real quick, last cut play of the game, last play of the game, dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Elliot hiking the ball, like literally, <laughs> you left Elliot out there to just get killed, and as soon as he hiked then, it, he got and killed. And then Prescott throws it high and lets Turpin get raffle stomped into the crust of the earth. So, like, what was your strategy behind that, Dallas? I would love to know what so you were planning I, to do. From what I understand the play was, Zeke was an ineligible receiver on the play. He was going to snap the ball to Prescott, who's going to get it to Turpin. Turpin? Turpin. Turpin. And then he was going to lateral it to Elliot, who is eligible on that play. The problem is, in practice, that play probably works great. Mm-hmm. On the field, Zeke Elliott gets lined up against a freaking defensive lineman and, and gets run. run over. Which, what, what would you expect? He's a running back. <laughs> <laughs> But as we said, though, to wrap this up, oh, uh, Dallas suck. But to wrap this up, Dallas offseason, you better pay Pollard, and you just better hope that you know run you run the ball a lot next year because Prescott cannot throw it that many times. Well, do you think they look at somebody else for quarterback? No, because it's Jerry Jones and he's stupid. He won't do that. <laughs> no. He All right, won't. Derek. Well, how about this? What do the Cowboys need to do to be better? I don't know. I think this year is the is the best you can see him get. That's it. I think what you see this year is the best Prescott can do and the furthest he can take him. And that's it. There's really nothing more I think they can do to improve. I think Prescott is just 
what you see is what you got this year. That's it. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but but I think that's that's my honest opinion. Yeah, <laughs> they they got to look at their their roster and figure things out because they can't get past the divisional round. It nope. it's not even close. Hmm. So, all right, let's move it on into the NFL seasonal awards. Yes, they were announced in some of the nominees. What do you think about that? Well, I'm pulling them up as we speak. Um, and I'm going to tell you. So you have Jalen Hurts. Coach of the year is ridiculous. Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes are the finalists for the MVP and Offensive Player Year Awards. And meanwhile, uh, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are also finalists for the MVP award as well. So MVP, you got Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, and Jefferson. A wide receiver. Which I I appreciate that he's in there. He's not going to win it. Um, Even though he had a monster season. Monster season. Not as good as Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup's amazing. Or not as Um, good as Megatron. That's right. The one and only. I really believe Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP only because Jalen Hurts missed two games. Yep. That's what I was going to say, too. But Jalen Hurts doesn't miss those two games. He wins it. But with Mahomes, nope. He's he's getting it. But my counter to that would be you saw how bad the Eagles offense was without Jalen Hurts. Very bad. Man, they were miserable. They lost to the Saints. The Saints, the Aints. They're back to being the Aints because they're not that good. Who dat? Who day? No, is it who dat or who day? Who who dat is Saints? This this you know? would be yeah. This would be Mahomes' second MVP if he wins it because since he won it in 2018. Well, sure as hell ain't going to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but I, I really think it's Mahomes' is to lose. Joe Burrow is a sneaky candidate, but I think Hurts finishes above Joe Burrow just because of how poor the Bengals started mm-hmm. and the Eagles were just on a rise the whole year. Um, so have, off. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, I have the other ones listed here for defense yeah, and coaches. I, I got them too. So offensive player of the year, uh, the four candidates are Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. Probably going to Mahomes again. <laughs> uh, if he wins MVP, he won't win Offensive Player of the Year. It'll be Justin Sh- Jefferson. It should go to Jefferson. It should. I could see they could give the pity vote to Jalen Hurts. I could see he it. Missed out on MVP, but this is Jefferson's. Like he had a phenomenal year. You finished what top five in receiving? 128 catches, 1,809 receiving yards. Jesus. Wait, wait. Which is like top five all time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Top five all time. That's pretty good. Pretty damn good. And I think if the Dolphins had Tua for the rest of the year, I could see Tyreek Hill winning it too. Because he had a monster season too. He did up until he got hurt. But I really do believe that uh, Justin Jefferson will win it. Uh, defensive player of the year, mm. uh, Nick Bosa, who sucks. Uh, Micah Parsons, who needs to be cut, and uh, Chris Jones, who needs to be cut. Uh, 
It's probably going to Bosa. Bosa deserves it, even though he's 18, 18 and a half sacks he had this Does year. Does this award feel like it's just going to go to the person with the most sacks every year? Because it shouldn't. Or it'll just go to Aaron Donald every year. If he's yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> let's do that one. Which he's not in it, but. No, because he missed most of the year. Yeah. Well, but... This is Nick Bosa's award. Yeah, Micah Parsons is really good and had a damn good year, but Nick Bosa is just—he's a fear monger out there. And the guys are getting about to get paid a lot too. Yep. Um, Now, offensive rookie of the year. Mm. This one makes me mad. Why Chris Olave is not in it? Get. It's sick. It's it's sick. It's disgusting. It is. When I saw he wasn't, I was like, that's so dumb. The finalists are Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, and Brock Purdy. Brock. Brock Purdy is a product of the 49ers system. Yep. He doesn't deserve to win this award. Now, in my eyes, it's Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Because without him, the Seahawks were atrocious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were bad now i think brock purdy's rise should make kyle shanahan a candidate for coach of the year but uh, this is kenneth walkers man he had a tremendous year for the seahawks he was their offense yeah 1050 yards rushing to go with nine touchdowns and he missed what four games yeah and he still ran for all those yards. It's pretty good. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think he deserves to win this award, and he should win this award. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, it's Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Ty- Tyreek Woolen. This Real quick, sh- should go to Hutchinson. It's not Sauce. 100%. Not Sauce well, Gardner. Gardner cheats every time he throws the ball at him. Sauce Gardner had a good year, but Aiden Hutchinson – Proved he was one. The Lions made the smartest choice by did drafting Aiden him. Aiden Hutchinson have more interceptions than Sauce Gardner did this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, didn't he have three? He had three, which is crazy for a freaking Not, outside pass rusher. He had nine and a half sacks, three interceptions, and Eric, he had 18 tackles for loss. He had a good year, and not to mention he pissed off Aaron Rodgers twice that they played him. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he he had a very good year for the Lions. Oh, yeah. Now, who I think should be MVP or MVP, uh, rookie of the year, and he's not even mentioned because he plays on the Houston Texans, Jalen Petrie. Listen to oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 147 tackles is a safety. A safety. Five picks. That's a safety Why he had that many tackles. The hell is he not in this category? Because he plays for the crappy Texans. Eric, that's a great season for anyone. Especially that many tackles coming from a safety. Most linebackers don't have that. Jamal Adams would dream to have five picks. Jamal Adams would dream to have one. He has three in his career, and he's been in the NFL for seven years. God, dude, and he missed. He, he didn't he have a torn Achilles this year? Yep, so like that sucks. Season. But also, 
Wow. <laughs> I I mean, you know what Sauce Gardner did? 20 pass breakups. Wee. Mm-hmm. I would I I think Jalen Petrie deserves this award, man. I, I'm bummed that he's not even a freaking finalist. Seriously. Um moving on, comeback player of the year. Oh. The yeah. nominees are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. It's probably going to Geno. This award is Geno's. 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. She threw for over 4,000 yards and led Seattle to 9-8. and eight. You and, and the I playoffs. said it. We, we, we thought Seattle would be lucky to win seven. I thought they were going to be absolute trash. And now To be fair, guy, we thought the Rams would be good too. And that yeah. But we thought this guy was just going to be trash and Seattle would suck. No, no, this guy may win comeback player of the year and possibly get an extension from Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Christian McCaffrey deserves this award because he was a good player who went from a bad team to a good team and is suddenly the running back he was before. Yep, oh, my God. Be like He's been like that this whole time, except he was on a crappy team that didn't use him right. <laughs> Um, he didn't this, go anywhere. Now, someone put on here on this list one snub who deserves to be a finalist, Derrick Henry. Why? He played all last season. No, he was hurt, remember? Then he came Not back for the whole the season, right? No, then he came back in the playoffs. Remember that? I, he's, but yeah, no, but no, he doesn't deserve to be in it. Yeah. Then he have the right. coach. Coach of the year, I think this one has the most debate. So we've got it really Nick does. Sirianni of the Eagles, Kyle Shanahan of the Niners, Brian Dayball of the Giants, Doug Peterson of the Jaguars. I strongly disagree with this one. Sean McDermott of the Bills. Yeah. There are two candidates who I think could be in above Sean McDermott. Uh, Kevin Dan O'Connell. Can't... Dan Campbell, hello. And, Nathan, and Nathaniel Hackett. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Dan oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. Honestly, I, think, I... Now, I think if Dan Campbell, I think if the Lions went 10 and 7, Dan Campbell would be in number 5. In my opinion, Doug Peterson should win this award. Him or Jackson, Brian Dayball. Jacksonville, Eric, for the last several years have been so freaking bad. What, what about the Giants? They, yeah, them too. I, I here's the thing with both of those coaches, both of these coaches mm. is they took teams that were beaten down by bad coaches, Joe Judge and Crotch Urban. Rocket, Urban Me- Meyer Wiener. The creep letting young girls dance on him. Kicking his kickers. They took basically the same rosters that those crappy coaches had. Kicking his kickers. And they won nine games each. Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Now, the winner's going to be Nick Sirianni. Yeah, because honestly, if Urban Wiener stayed there in Jacksonville. Urban Trevor, Meyer, Wienermeister. Trevor Lawrence's career, or first couple oh, of years, be a day, bust. would be a bust. But with Doug Peterson, man, did he bring out the best in that guy? I, I, I agree with you. I would love to give this award to Doug Peterson. I, for me, it would be Doug Peterson, Brian Dayball, Kyle Shanahan. But it's probably going to Dayball. Uh, that's going. I think this is going to Sirianni because of the record, and that's it. Yeah, probably. 
Now, I don't think he deserves it because they're the probably the most – well, okay, I shouldn't say. He does deserve it because their team is damn good. But it's because they're balanced on both sides of the ball. Both the Eagles should win best GM. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trading away Carson Wentz and riding with Jalen Hurts. Uh, hello, you knew what you were doing by making that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one, I didn't know this was a thing of assistant coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator, coordinator of the Niners, Shane Steichen. Mm-hmm. Steichen. Eagles. OC of the Eagles, and then Ben Johnson, OC of the Lions. Yeah, ben Johnson yeah buddy. They were the number one offense with the Detroit Lions. Number one scoring offense, for They're, that matter. The Lions have the number one scoring offense in the league. You want to talk about bringing the best out of someone? Look what he did for Jared Goff this season. Oh, no kidding. He brought out the best in him. Look what he did with Jamal Williams. Dude. He made it seem like actually made it so that the Lions won't draft a quarterback in the draft. No, no, they're, they're probably they're sticking with Jared Goff. They're gonna go with the best available players at both picks. Probably probably defensive backs. That's what they're gonna do. But yeah, if it was me, I think Ben Johnson or D'Amico Ryan's, I think, should win this award. I 100 percent agree. All right, let's move things on along to uh, – we're going to touch on this real quick. Yes. The, baseball, the Baseball Hall of Fame voting is a joke. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. Um, so people who are on the ballot this year for the Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. buckle up. There's a lot of names on this list. Well, you don't Scott need to Rowland. name them all. You're going to name them all? We're going to name them all because it's ridiculous how many people actually got voted in. Oh, boy. Scott Rowland, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, Jeff Kent, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley? I don't mm-hmm. know who, that, who the hell's that. Uh, <laughs> Francisco Rodriguez, Tory Hunter. Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Houston Street, Matt Kane, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Harding, Johnny Peralta, Jared Weaver, Jason Worth. That's a lot of names. Derek, how many people from that bleeping list got into the Hall of Fame this year? Three. One. One? Scott Rowland is the only person who got 75 plus percent of the votes to get into the freaking hall of fame. Guess how many people or guess how many people they needed to be to vote or needed to vote for them to get into the hall of fame. How many? 292 people. That's sick. That's way too many. Yeah. And the fact that Todd Helton didn't get in this year, but the stupid writers are going, oh, well, no, we'll vote him in next year. What's hmm. the point? It's vote just him in this year. Dumbest. Also, guess how many people didn't actually fill out their vote, their ballots? Probably a lot. Eight. Guess who shouldn't be able to vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame anymore? Those eight idiots. Eight! Also... 
Guess how many, guess the percentage of of voters that didn't put their name on the ballot because they're cowards. Let's say 80 some percent. 92%. You're ashamed to put your name on a ballot? Because they are so, oh, dude, I'm about to swear so hard up in this mother. Oh, here we go. They are so pathetic. That some of them voted for just people who use steroids. Some of them didn't vote. Manny some Ramirez. of them thought Todd Helton deserves it to go in next year, but not this year because of, you know the politics of the stupid vote. Todd Helton it was a better baseball player than Scott Rowland was a hundred times over. You want to know why Todd Helton didn't get voted in? Why? Poor's Field. Because he where he played. Because he has better home splits than road splits. But if you look at Every single baseball player that's played the sport since 18 freaking 50, they all have better home road splits. Mm-hmm. Because home is where you live, brah. It's where you're you comfortable. You play better at home. Yes, you hit better at Coors Field. But Todd where, Helton where are you more f- splits than Scott Rowland. Now, don't get me wrong. Scott Rowland deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a damn good baseball player. Can you believe he's can you believe he's the only third 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 baseman ever to get in the Hall of Fame? That's stunning. That's dumb. That is dumb. You know why? Because baseball writers can suck my <laughs> You might need to bleep that in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I apologize for all the edits you're going to have to do. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I throw it in there, too. I, I, you give me your opinion before I boil over while I look up Todd Helton's numbers. No, no this uh, the whole MLB, all, or not all, excuse me, all-star voting, but Hall of Fame induction thing, it, it's 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 joke. It's stupid. There's, I can't remember who what guy it is, but there's some guy I listened to on some podcast and he even says he's like the biggest crock of you know what in this world he's like if you ever want to see it or hear about it just go read about the mlb hall of fame inductions he's like it's the stupidest thing you'll ever read about and you'll ever hear about he's like it's it's so stupid players that should go in don't go in and and he's like it's all because of you know politics and all this other stupid crap And, and he's right it's a joke Derek, do you want to hear Todd Helton's home and road splits? Oh, boy. Total home batting average, 332. Total away, 285. Mm. That's amazing. Mm, That's good. Home versus lefties, 362 batting average. Home versus righties, 335. That's pretty good lefty and righty. Didn't matter who was throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Away versus lefties, 274. Away versus righties, 290. That's Most players would die to have that batting average. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. And yeah, he doesn't there, get it. In 17 years of Colorado Rockies baseball, how many years did Todd Helton have more than a hundred strikeouts? None. One. 
He struck wow. out 104 times once. You can't find that baseball player anymore. Mm. Ever. Yeah, you can't. That's Aaron Ever, Judge. Ever, dude. Aaron Judge strikes out that much. And, Aaron like, Judge strikes out year. that much in a game. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It just, and he was the doubles king. Oh, how many doubles did Todd Helton have in his career? I I don't know that I used to know the number on top of my head, Eric, but I know it's a lot. Five hundred and ninety-two. Yeah, he He hit more doubles than he hit home runs at three sixty-nine. Yeah, the guy was automatic. He's a career three sixteen hitter. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because baseball writers have a political agenda that they love to stick to because it's nostalgia for them. You know my opinion about the Hall of Fames in general. There should be tier levels. Mm -hmm. You've got the Hall of Fame players at the penthouse. Those are the best. They're the Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning's, Todd Helton's. Wayne Gretzky's. Wayne Gretzky's. Michael Jordan's. Michael Hell Jordan, cars, Michael Jordan's, all the top kings. Yep, all the Avalanche players. You throw them at the top of the Hall of Fame. Sorry, Forsberg, hate you. Yep. Amen, uh-huh. brother. Yep. Then the second level, Aaron Donald, Cooper, Bleepin' Cup. They'll be up there someday. Yep. Then you have the Hall of Great, where you mm-hmm. got people like Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. Actually, Kurt Schilling deserves a bit of the Hall of Fame. Do you know he pulled himself out of the running for the Hall of Fame because he was never going to get in because of his political views? Yep. That's a embarrassing. They it don't is. vote somebody in because of his views on his life? Yep. I don't know if you got to believe that, too. <laughs> but it, it, It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. I agree. It's dumb. Oh, my God. Dude, I could go on for an hour about this nonsense. Uh, Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. He, is. Uh, he He deserves it, man. I mean, you play 17 years in Major League Baseball, and you average 316. Not to mention you play that many years for one team. Todd Helton's worst batting average were his last two years. He had 238 and 249, but he only played in 69 games in 2012 and 124 in 2013 mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. he was done yeah he knew he was done he knew he was done his best year he had 372 in 2000 are you kidding me with writers nine doubles and 42 home runs writers and 147 don't look at... rbis dude. writers don't look at this crap though Eric. they don't care the dude with the goatee deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He sure does. Mr. Oh, Ten- okay. Mr. Mr. Tennessee Todd. Oh, God. Let's just move it on before you start blowing up. Before I have a bleeping aneurysm. Seriously. All right. We're going to hit stats of the week. Before we do that, let's, hit, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Let's hit stats of the week. Starting off, I will kick things off. Hey, Derek. Yes. Guess who is the first ever player in NFL history to start his career with nine straight 1,000 yards receiving? 
Mike Evans. Mike Evans. He has had a thousand yards receiving every year since 2014. No matter who's throwing the ball, that guy just seems to just have tear it up every year. Guarantee you next year he'll have another one. <laughs> Whoever he's gonna, you think he's gonna be in the hall of fame? Uh he should. <laughs> just like when it just like when it's time for him. I'll be up in arms if he doesn't go, but I know he will go. Larry oh, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Well, oh, my God, yes. Um, hey, so AAA baseball is testing out the automatic strike zones this year, which mm-hmm. means that if they're successful in, in AAA, they're coming to the majors soon, baby. Let's go. It's not a robot. That's the thing where it's – they use – um, the same technology that a weather station uses to track weather. Oh, okay. And so what happens is they 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 program in the strike zone. It's not a terminator. It, it's not someone going, I'll be box strike one, I'll be box strike two. <laughs> you're out. No, it it's what I would laugh if it sounded yeah, like that. Sounds like a freaking soldier back in the day. Oh, love it. <laughs> well, for you take your base. Uh, no what happens is um so they got like a basically a weather radar and there's a guy in the um the press box that has a red and a green light and a button in front of him and if the ball crosses the strike zone a red light goes off he he hits the button to talk to the umpire he says it's a strike the umpire gets it via uh earbud in his ear calls a striker ball that's all it is. It has a 95% efficiency rating in tri- in double A. Whereas you got umpires like Angel oh, Hernandez God. on a good day has a 63.3% strike to ball or strike recalled right ratio. But yeah, some of these calls his umpires make are bad. Terrible. Real, real bad. So I'm all for it. Baseball's working to try and get technology into the game and i love it yes derek a cu stat mm-hmm. cu has sold more tickets in the off season than what four teams in the pac 12 combined oh uh you no i don't know utah Utah, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, or wow, well, not Washington State, just Washington. Wow, Oregon, Oregon, and USC. All, all of them combined because of one man. Prime time. Prime time. Coach that's Prime. A, that's amazing, dude. We were talking before we started recording. It's getting me excited for college football in Colorado. And I've been dying to have one of these college teams uh, uh, accept yeah. me with open arms. I haven't. Deion Sanders is wide open. I haven't been to a CU game in person, Eric, in years. And I'm telling you, the way they look this year, I might have to get me up to Boulder and maybe dude, go you, watch dude, them in person. Me, dude, dude, hit me up. Let's go. Seriously, let's go to a CU game. I'm I, I, I would definitely love to go watch them again. Yeah. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's play it right now on the air so people can know in the podcast where we're going to be. I'd be down to go watch them. Absolutely. All right. Next, next stat. 
The Dolphins season was way too symmetrical for my eyes. No oh Started the season three and zero. Oh. Good. Then then they went zero oh and three. Mm-hmm. Then they went five and zero. Oh. Then they went zero oh and five. And then they won. And then they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty consistent. That's uh, that's too much for me, bro. Three three five five one one. All right. Go Dolphins. <laughs> Go Dolphins. All what right. Else you got? Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have both made the AFC Championship game every year except for their rookie seasons. Yep, those guys are going to be good for uh, what we know about Mahomes, but those both are going to be – both of them are going to be, be good. For Both the next, of these QBs for the next ten years, yes. Um, yeah, Mahomes is la- or Mahomes is last five years, and Burrow is last two. And Burrow didn't play his rookie year, so what you gonna do? Mm. All right, Derek, I got a kind of an interesting one for you. Location of MLB parks ro- uh, relation to downtown slash city centers. Oh God. So Coors Field a, is right in the middle of downtown. I was saying there's a radius of in downtown, five miles, like from downtown to five miles, uh, to zero to 10 miles, zero to 15, zero to 20. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 teams with stadiums downtown. Giants, yeah. Tigers, Rockies, Twins, Pirates, Orioles, Blue Jays, Cardinals, Reds, Padres, Diamondbacks, I almost said Texans, Astros, Guardians, and Giants. Guardians. I I was going to say Indians, but I can't say that anymore. Yeah. From from inside, from just outside downtown to five miles, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, No, we're not counting that because it's the Cubs. So Mm. within five miles of downtown, we got the Dodgers, Marlins. Brewers, Rays, Red Sox, Phillies, Mariners. Mariners Stadium is beautiful, by the way. Yes. Uh, White Sox. Who the hell is this? Nationals and the Angels. <laughs> uh, five to ten miles outside downtown. You got the mm. Cubbies, Braves, Yankees, Mets, Athletics, and Royals. And there's one team whose stadium is 20 miles outside downtown. 20 miles? Oh, God. Who's that? Your Texas Rangers, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want anyone going downtown, huh? And getting wasted in Texas. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. All right, Derek. I got one funny one, and then we've got to name that player. Okay. Teams with more recent conference championships appearance than the Dallas Cowboys. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 teams. Hey, with more baby. recent conference championship appearance than the Dallas Cowboys. I believe it. Chiefs, Niners, Bengals, Eagles, Rams, Bills. Packers, uh, Buccaneers, Titans, Saints, Patriots, 
Vikings, Jaguars, Broncos. Broncos are on there. Falcons, Steelers, yeah, buddy. Panthers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Colts, Ravens, Giants, <gasps> Bears, Jets. The freaking Jets. Yeah, um, back in back in Sanchez's days. Yeah, they made two in a row. Uh, Chargers and Raiders. Mr. Butt fumble. Derek, how many teams are there in the NFL? 32. How many teams are not on that list? Six. That's atrocious for the most popular team in freaking football. Let's put it this way. What was it? 93 was the last time they were in one? 93, 94? Uh Cowboys. Well, the Giants aren't on this list, and they no, the Giants are. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Nine, yeah, yeah, you're right. Put this in perspective, Eric. The last time Cowboys were in a conference championship game, I was five years old. <laughs> there you go. Oh God, when did you say it was? Ninety six. No, ninety four. I thought you said. No, it was ninety because their last Super Bowl is ninety five, right? So that would put me at seven years old then. I was three. God, the Cowboys are atrocious. All right. Name that player, Derek. Okay. This player was drafted in 2008. Played for the Tennessee Titans from 08 to 2013. He then went to the Jets for a little bit of a year in 2015. Mm. He had a, for lack of a better term, injury issue. And finished his career from 2015 to 2018 with the Arizona Cardinals. He is a running back. Oh, God. A running back? The reason he was let go from the New York football Jets was because he was shot in a drive-by shooting. McKnight. Nope. No. I don't know who. His nickname is CJ2K, Chris Johnson. Oh, you mean he was drafted by the Titans? I said, yeah, drafted by the Titans. By the Titans, yeah. And then he played for the Jets and then the Cardinals, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, of course, remember him. He was he was fat, 2,000-yard runner. Mm-hmm. One of the only select few running backs run for over 2,000 yards. Oh, I got one more. Okay. Joe Burrow has is tied. For the most playoff wins by a first overall selected QB. Can you mm. name the other quarterback? Peyton Manning. Terry oh, no. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Manning was second. Oh, I'm sorry. First. At age 26 or younger. Bradshaw. Terry him. Bradshaw. Then Troy Aikman and Drew Bledsoe, Andrew Luck, and Cam Newton are all tied for third. Damn. It's a pretty good list. It's a great list. All right, I'm done. I have another one, but I'm not going to say it. All right, uh, I got a, I got a few, four. Um, Bengals playoff wins the 53 years before they drafted Joe Burrow. They had five. The Bengals playoff wins they've had in three seasons since they've since they've drafted Joe Burrow. They have five. <laughs> Goes to show you, they drafted the right guy. Man, you remember Carson Palmer's first playoff game for them? Tears his ACL CL, on yep. the first play. Ugh. 
Bengals in their last 20 games when leading after the first quarter, Eric, they are 19 and one. Good Lord. After which quarter? After the first quarter, leading after the first quarter, last 20 games, they are 19 and one. Uh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And how about this? Another one. Joe Burrow is now three and zero in his first road playoff starts. He's the only quarterback to ever start his NFL career. Wait, who is the only quarterback to start four and zero on the road in the playoffs? Well, uh, Joe and Burrow. No, no. Who's the only quarterback to ever start his NFL career four and zero on the road in the playoffs? It's not Burrow. Four and zero on the road in the playoffs. Can you give me an era? Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Early 2000s, mid to late 2000s. Played in the NFC, NFC South to be exact. Played in the NFC South? What The Bengals, or no, the Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers division. That's the South, correct? Yes. Early 2000s? Mid to, and mid 2000s, yes. He played for them. Oh, God. Uh, it's not Cam Newton, is it? No, but you got the right team. I got the right. Oh my god, is it Jake DeLome? It is no bleeping way, dude. J- Jake DeLome, four and oh on the road in the playoffs. Jake DeLome, god, he god. wasn't very good, but he led his team to a Super Bowl. And he's the only guy <laughs> I mean, I think it was more or less the Panthers were a good team rather than Jake DeLome was a good quarterback. Yep. And there you go. My last one. Mike McCarthy is 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. <laughs> he lost in 2012 and 2013 with Green Bay. Yep. And he lost in 2021 and 2022 with Dallas. And he's tied with Tom Landry for most losses versus one team in playoff history. <laughs> so Mike McCarthy. No matter where you go, if you play against the Niners, <laughs> just, just go home. You're not going to win. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? And that's all I got. All right, dope. Let's move it into Colorado team's update. Uh, yes. Let's start with CU, actually, real quick. Um, Dion's killing it. In the oh, God. Yes, he is. Um, so far, in the transfer portal, Oh. In the country, they're ranked fourth with recruits, but number one overall with total commitments at 23. I'm sorry, number two at 23. Arizona State is number one for That's... some reason with 26. But here's the difference. CU's got one five-star, three four-stars, and nine three stars. Mm. Arizona State has 15 ones or three stars and one four star. Yeah. It's the power of Deion Sanders, dude. Like you say, you go up to Boulder. I just saw it the other day. Eric, there are so many people that have prime shirts, hats, and hoodies on in that town. To be fair. They've monetized the F out of that thing. I mean, but his merchandise is selling like hotcakes up in Boulder right now. Everybody's oh, yeah. buying them. 
I might have to hop on that bandwagon and get one. We're buying a prime sweatshirt. Especially those hoodies, man. I've seen some of those hoodies. They got some dude, black and white gold ones. ones. Ooh, oh, yeah. Clean. Yes, it is. I like it. I saw that one the other day. I was like, I like that. <laughs> I mean, you've got like, you know, obviously Shadur Sanders, a four-star recruit going over his other son, Shiloh Sanders. Mm-hmm. I think Shiloh's a three-star recruit. Um, but I mean, also, I mean, this one's the hugest one. Cormani McLean, the number one corner recruit for this year, mm-hmm. commits to CU, decommits from Florida, I believe, goes to CU because he wants to play for Prime because he was the number one corner and he wants to be just like Prime. Yeah. Uh, it's the power of Deion Sanders, dude. R- Real quick, another thing to keep an eye on: Shalomi Sanders, his daughter, playing basketball. Playing basketball. Look for her to make an impact too, because Eric, I don't know if you've seen her, Eric. She is a phenomenal, she's phenomenal she's basketball a player. Beast. She is a phenomenal basketball player and for her coming to see you too that is going to make a huge difference as well absolutely and it's just like you see all these i'm looking at some of these transfers like you've got this guy that went from louisville to see you a lot of them are jackson state obviously but like west virginia to see you Mm -hmm. it's just you see now there are like some of these people that went from like you know like see you to wherever but like Florida to see you. Uh, Owen McCowan, where did he go? UTSA. Good luck. Who? Owen McCowan. No, uh, the university. Oh, UTSA. Who? <laughs> um, Jay Feely's son. They got a kicker. Although he's a zero star recruit. So what you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just. You think, I'm, would would we be zero zero star recruits? To be, I got? think we'd be minus five star recruits, Derek. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but overall, in the country, their rank of commits twenty first. I know. I saw that the other day. 21st. It's twenty first. I mean, impressive. obviously, they're fit, they're behind like USC, Tennessee, you know, Florida, all these big names. But you go down here. Look who they're ahead of. Ooh, ooh. TCU, Don't mean Michigan State, UCLA, Utah. That's what you want. Real quick. Don't know if you just saw. Avs just made a trade. They did. Don't spoil it. Yes, I don't mean to cut you off, but the Avs just reacquired Matt Nieto from the Sharks for defenseman Jacob McDonald, and the team swapped prospects as well. All right, well, bleep, let's dive into the abs. As we were saying, uh, let's dive into the abs, and we'll start with that. What do you think about that? They get Matt Nieto back. love Matt Nieto. I was bummed when he left two years ago to go back to San Jose. Well, now he's back. You know why they made this trade? Hmm. Uh, Helm is done. Darren Helm is done. You think? He was, he was, I was reading, he was mulling retirement and the abs were like no come back one more year we'll run it back he got hurt in training camp 
Mm. And the injury's been really rough on him. He has not been able to like come back and play at all. And uh, like he came back and got re-injured, and I heard he's mulling retirement again. But they made this trade to fit in that bottom line with Ben Myers and Cogliano and Logan O'Connor. So maybe, real qu- maybe slide into the third role and play some PK. So real quick, four players were exchanged in this trade. So Nieto, Damn. along with prospect defenseman Ryan Merkley, who go- a, a prospect <laughs> from the Sharks. I know, I know, I know, I'm just teasing. So those two are coming here while we're shipping Jacob McDonald and Martin Quiet. Martin Cow. Cow. My bad. To the Sharks. Interesting. So, with the two players the Avs are giving up, Jacob McDonald and Martin Cout, Cout had reached his peak with this team. Yes. He had been in and out of the lineup. I really like Cout's game. It doesn't fit with the Avs style because he's a power forward. Now, the Avs, their power forwards are Nachushkin and Landeskog. And those guys beat the hell out of you. Cout mm-hmm. is a power forward who doesn't rough you up the way those two do. And he wasn't a finisher. He never was able to score goals with this team like someone like, by the way, New Hook's goal the other night in Washington. Sick. He's never going to be able to do that. And him going to San Jose lets Cout try and be a second, third line winger for that team. So I'm going to miss him. Mm -hmm. But for Cout, I like this move. Jacob McDonald sucks. I, I hate to say it. he's a winger who plays defense. Jacob McDonald sucks. But can't play defense and doesn't back check enough well enough to play forward. Yeah. I'm I, I he's a good guy. I love his interviews. He's not gonna feed he never fit in with the way Bednar wanted to play hockey. I love this trade for the ass. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a damn thing about this the prospect they got back yeah but matt nieto is gonna fill in right on the pk fill yes, in your third and fourth line bring him back i love it i love it real quick since our last show they have played uh twice and both games huge oh. wins uh beating the kraken two to one dude monstrous win how good was that game though too monstrous win pavel uh, frankie man did he what a game he had derek before you get any farther i love the abs goalie rotation i love it so much georgiev is he's so good man Mm. and then frankie is just he's a phenomenal backup he's i don't think he's a starter because he doesn't have the size to do it but ever since frankie came back Giving Georgiev that time off because Georgiev played 12 straight games mm-hmm. and you could see it. He was gassed. Yeah. And, and you, Frankie, you play played, Frankie played three straight games. And then go ahead. Uh, he played three straight to give Georgiev that time off. Georgiev comes back, I believe, for the Vancouver game. And he was lights out. He was lights out. And then they had to play Frankie again for the Seattle game because you can't play the goalies back-to-back because it's just crude. And then the Capitals game, he makes a save off the middle post of his face mask to keep it a 3-2 game. It dents his helmet. 
And he's the number one star of the game because he makes 37 saves. And talk about another big win. Yeah, beating the Capitals here at Ball Arena 3-2. to two, Just, Eric, they're rolling. They haven't lost since. They've won six in a row. They haven't lost since they lost to the Blackhawks back on the 12th. That was 13 oh, days ago. I, you and I did a show right before the Ottawa game, and we were bummed about how bad that Chicago game was. You cannot lose that damn hockey game. I almost then, said football game, but that's not right. And now tomorrow they play the Ducks, in which I think will be a massacre. Wreck them. I mean, Wreck em. you want to talk about just wanting to go out and just embarrass and kick the living crap out of someone? Do it to the Ducks tomorrow. They suck. We, I would say we look here at the Ducks. They suck. <laughs> so they've got a lot of young talent. They're just they don't have any defensemen, and their their goaltending is eh. atrocious. The Ducks are fourteen, twenty nine, and five. See how many points they have. Thirty three. Bend that over and spank that ass. And then Saturday you have a big one. You host the Blues. And I'll be there, and they're going to win 15 nothing. I hope. <laughs> and the Blues are not good this year either. They're playing better, but the Blues are 23-22-3. So, yeah, so they have the Ducks tomorrow, the Blues Saturday. Man, and then their schedule next week, two it's tough ones. They're at Pittsburgh, and then they're at Tampa. Stanley Cup rematch right there. Well, and they play Tampa really well in the regular season. They don't mm-hmm. tend to lose to Tampa in the regular season. But uh, with the standings, the Avs were sitting back at Nashville a little while ago when they were losing. They lost nine of eight. Now they're right back in the three spot, right where they belong. And guess who they're ahead of? The stupid Wild. Trash-ass Wild who have the <laughs> same colors and logo as the uh, waste management logo. No wonder why I call them trash. Like the booger, the booger team from AF. The, the uh, Arizona hot chats. The boogers with a little bit of blood in them. Because remember they had that strat, that little, that little patch of orange on their hip? <laughs> but, Eric, I mean, this team is just – and how about this? Bednar's now the winningest coach in team history, too, the other day. I mean, how about that? Well, the dude, in seven seasons, I don't know if I've ever seen a head coach in hockey in Colorado be as good as jared bednar he is an awesome head coach but this team is just they have the we said we have they have the potential to go on these little runs and we're seeing it right now and honestly with this goalie rotation they're having this the way both goalies are playing this is what makes you win championships yeah And and good news oh excuse me beer's coming up uh, we got <laughs> <laughs> we got Josh Manson, Bo Byron skating mm-hmm. in red and non-contact sweaters, but they're skating. Landis Cog, they're eyeing February. Yep, mid February to come back. So you get those three guys back, and Makar is um he's been deal he's been out the last three games with an upper body injury. From what I was hearing, he was gassed. He was like, I need a break. He's probably just tired because he played 30 game, 30 minutes a game for like two months straight. Can you blame him? No, I'd be like, let me go take a nap. Sometimes you just need time off to just relax and so, know, catch up. 
I would expect McCarr to come back within the next two or three games. I don't think he'll play tomorrow, but from what I hear, he's on track to play against the Blues. Mm. Um, but this team's just going to get healthy, and then you're going to, you know, the younger guys who have stepped up are going to have to, you know, they'll they'll take a back seat, go back to the minors. But also, Alex Newhook stepping up is huge for this team. Yes, it's huge. That again, that goal he had. Last night was sick. It was McKinnon esque. It what really was. And that's what you expect. Now he's got eight goals, nineteen assists through forty six games. Got to pick it up a little bit, but he is, and that's all mm-hmm. you ask for. Mm-hmm. By the way, Miko Rantanen, thirty two goals, twenty six assists. Miko v Miko. Um, and your all stars for the Avs, by the way. So McCare. Uh, McCare. Oh God, McCar. McCar. Thank you. I've almost said McKinnon. McCarr was voted in by the coaches for the All-Star game. McKinnon and Ranton made it by the fan vote. So we got we got the three studs for this team. McCarr, mm-hmm. McKinnon, Ranton in the All-Star game. Yep. Oh, another sick goal from that Washington game, the McKinnon to a Turry Lekkinen one. Oh, yeah. Where McKinnon takes the hit, like hits a brick wall, but then just poke checks the puck to Lekkinen who beats Darcy glove side. That was awesome. Dude, I'm I'm getting pumped up for this Avs team as we hit the stretch. And uh, they're eight points away from catching Winnipeg. That's a lot. And I don't think it matters where they finish in the standings. As long as you get into the postseason, I, the Avs are going to crush whoever they play. Hell yeah. I agree. I mean, just, just said when these guys get healthy and if they go on these runs, and most importantly – if Frankie and Georgiev can continue to each play like this in rotation, Eric, it's going to be hard to beat these guys. It really is. Oh, it's yeah. going to be hard to beat them in a seven-game series. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've said that for the past three years, and then it finally happened. But last year they finally well, proved it, and this year they they might might as well prove it again because they're looking really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and on Let's on to the on. other – yeah, and how about this? A rare sighting. Nuggets played tonight, Eric, and they actually lost a game. They lost. I know. It's unbelievable. They lose in Milwaukee tonight to the Bucks, 107-99. to 99. But they're 34-15 and 15 still. The Nuggets are rolling, dude. They're still rolling. Yeah. I mean, they did uh, lose. Didn't they lose to Minnesota the other? No, they didn't lose to Minnesota. Who the hell did they lose? To? Jokic did not play tonight, so that's kind of why they lost. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Gordon was the leading scorer tonight, though he had twenty six points, fourteen rebounds, and four assists. But as we said, it, it's okay. I mean, it's going to happen. Jokic, yeah, it's his hamstring. I think they're just doing it as a precautionary reason. Sure, which which is safe because you don't want the, you don't want to miss that have that guy miss big chunks of time. But since our last show, they have played uh, two games. They lost to the Thunder by two points, which was kind of a surprise. Didn't see that coming, but they did. No, say, that's the one that hurts. You had a nine game winning streak snapped by Oklahoma City, and your fifteen game winning streak at home was snapped by Oklahoma City. 
Yeah. Come Oklahoma, on, man. Oklahoma freaking city. And they, they always do this with Oklahoma where they just don't play well, but then they bounce back and beat New Orleans by a point. And Jokic scoring only 26 points in the second half. And Jokic comes back and gets a triple double. <laughs> just Yeah, exactly. It's just sickening. And so uh, coming up, uh, they play the 76ers Saturday. Uh, they got the host of Pelicans next Tuesday and then February. How about that? The next Thursday, they host the Warriors, the up and down Warriors. Well, we know they're going to win that game because the Warriors are atrocious on the road this year. Very bad. Their road record, 6-18. and 18. But uh, real quick. Um, Yikes. Philly hosts the Nuggets. It's going to be on ABC. Uh, This will give the entire nation a real good look to see Embiid and Jokic and see who's who's better between the two of them. Not to be biased or anything, but... Oh, it's Jokic. I hate to say it's Jokic. You You ask an NBA fan, their answer is Jokic. He's better than Embiid. You ask a Sixers fan, nobody's better than Embiid because they... I can't say what I'm about to say. And, and real quick, <laughs> and real quick, Eric, the last couple of years, the 76ers that have, when they have played the Nuggets, do you know Embiid hasn't even played against them? Yeah, because he's a pansy. Is he purposely like bobbing and weaving, trying to avoid Jokic? Yes, because he doesn't against? want to lose to Jokic. <laughs> Honestly, dude, why else would he sit? So we'll find out. They'll come Saturday. Because I, I honestly think that's why they rested Jokic for tonight so he could play Saturday. Bank him. And I th- bank him. And I, I honestly think that they are going to go into Philly and they probably will end up beating him. Now, Philly's the number two team in the East, so it's not going to be easy. No, but. But you're the number one team in the, in the West because Memphis has lost a couple in a row. It's time to assert your dominance over the league and give them a swing. But, but honestly, look at this real quick. Jokic is pretty much this season, Eric, is averaging a triple-double. Now, would you rather average a triple-double almost every game or a 40-point double-double a game? But when you get those triple-doubles, those come along with a win. Oh, triple-doubles. Because you got to remember, Embiid's had some big games this year in the double-doubles, but some of those games, Eric, they haven't won. Yeah. So... Just saying. And not to mention, if you get a triple-double, you know what that means? You're passing the ball more. (gasps) What? You're passing the ball more. You're contributing more to your team. Absolutely. Which Jokic is good at doing. All right. So Nuggets are rolling. Avs are rolling. See you is rolling. Things are looking up in the great state of Colorado for our sports teams, except the Broncos. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with them? Uh, let's move things on to the final segment of the show. Yeah, the buddy. Super Conference Championship picks. Conference. <laughs> super Conference. So only two games this Sunday. One at 1 p.m. local time. The other at 4.30 p.m. local time. Derek, first game on the docket, the top two teams in the NFC. 
This you is gonna be a game. San Francisco 40 losers. <laughs> going into Philadelphia. Face the number one seed, Eagles. Eagles are favored by two and a half. Hmm. Is this the game where Brock Burley finally shows he's a rookie? Well, yes, because you called him Brock On- Burley. Brock, sorry, Brock Purdy, rookie quarterback. He's not at home. He's on the road. He's going to be in a very, very hostile environment against a very good defense. Watch out for batteries. But, Eric. Oh, God. What always wins championships? A great defense. Well, both teams have a great defense. But the Niners have the number one defense for a reason. All right, all right. I'll, I'm going to lay some knowledge on you here, Derek. What the hell did I say the Cowboys need to do to win that game? Run of the ball. And? They didn't. On defense, what do they need to do? Get pressure! Which and the, Eagles- the Cowboys actually managed to do it. The Cowboys' defense is the reason that game was 19-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. Now, the Eagles, I think they get better pass rush than the Cowboys, and they cover better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason Brock Purdy looks so good is because his receivers are 15 yards wide open. <laughs> Every time he throws. I, I think you're good. Let, let's go through this. I agree the Niners' defense is better than the Eagles overall. Mm-hmm. But the Niners defense, if you get, again, if you can control that front seven and get past them and go against their corners, you're going to beat them. And the Eagles have the offensive line as well to deal with the Niners They're, defense. They surely do. But continue. But, Five it's, just, but it's just... Defense wins championships, but I tell you what, just something, something about this Philly team this year, Eric, is special, and they're damn good. They're so good. And, and that's why I think that I'm picking the Eagles is because Thank I God. think I – I was going to have to no. drive over to your house and beat you up. I think Jalen Hurts' ability to scramble is the big difference in this game, and I think that is what opens up this offense for the Eagles is because of his ability to scramble. I agree. Uh, I, I like the Eagles' offensive line handling Joey Bosa. They're going to scheme a weight around and make, slow him down. They're going to. I think they're going to handle the pass rush of the Niners, make those corners cover. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. I like the Eagles in this game as well. But I, I honestly, it's going to be a close game and very uh, good game. It's going to be. I mean, the, like you, like like I said, the two best teams in the NFC head to head, fourteen and three, thirteen and four. I like the Eagles in this game as well. I, I really like the Eagles' offense going against the Snyder's defense. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and the oh final Super Conference Championship game. <laughs> the three-seeded Bengals are at the one-seeded Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes coming off the injury. He suffered in the Jacksonville game, and the Bengals coming off a dominant win over the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bengals, the the, uh, the the Buffalo Bills. Derek, this game's a pick 'em. Uh-huh. 
Eric, I said. Eric, I said it before we started on air. This Bengals team is good. Joe Burrow has, and I think I think Cincinnati wins this game. They haven't. Eric, they've beaten the Chiefs last three meetings. Three straight times. Two of them in Kansas City, right? And Joe Burrow just. This guy is just showing nothing rattles this guy. And he's, and honestly, he's just, his whole, de- like, honestly, his whole demeanor and how good he is and just how he doesn't let stress anything get to him, he looks like a young version of Joe Montana. He really does. <laughs> I think he's a better overall athlete than Joe Montana. He is, but his whole mentality of how cool and calm and collective he is. Joe he cool, reminds- baby. He reminds me a lot of Joe Montana, but it's just something about this Bengals team. I think the defense, I think Joe Mixon will will just, I absolutely think him and P. Ryan will be a big difference in this game. But Mahomes, Mahomes being hurt with Trey Hendrickson and uh, what's his name? Mike Hilton. I mean, well, Mike Hilton got, and uh, uh, Hubbard. And Hubbard, but those that defense, I think. Especially with Mahomes being hurt, I don't. I think I think the Chiefs might be in trouble in this game. Yeah, I, I, Mahomes' health is the big thing for me. If mm. Mahomes is able to be the witch that he is, where he just makes these redonkulous plays look super easy, I kind of like Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. Mm. I think that I think the Chiefs could do it. The thing that scares me about the Chiefs, you mentioned it earlier, their run defense is terrible. It's and it's been their biggest Achilles heel the last couple of years. Last couple of years, and the the Bengals have the running backs to do it. I like Isaiah Pacheco for the Bengals. Or I'm sorry for the Chiefs. I think he's a hard runner. A buddy of mine says he reminds him of Adrian Peterson, but uh, he's a big mm, Chiefs. He's a huge Chiefs. Fan. That's a stretch. AP is good. <laughs> AP, I mean, he see, and it was to be fair to him, it was the style of the way he runs. Love you, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs suck. Um, yeah, screw off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, I, I respect the crap out of the Chiefs. They're. So I'm not, I'm, and I'm not biased because I don't like Kansas City, but to me, I'm biased against the Niners. But just, but just the way I saw Cincinnati just control and, and, and dominate Buffalo last week. I just see him doing that again to the Chiefs. And Chief. that's the thing. It's not what Mahomes can't do. It's what Cincinnati can do. I think they're going to handle Travis Kelsey. I, I This is going to be another three-point game like it was the last year, dude. Mm-hmm. Coming down to the wire. Because Mahomes is a high ankle sprain, and those take a couple of weeks to heal. Several weeks to heal. I can I'm, vouch for that. They're I'm painful. Gonna ta- I'm going to take the Bengals on the road to win their fourth straight against Kansas City. Second in Kansas City in the championship game. Back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for the Bengals. You could take that ankle all you want, take all the zone shots, and take all the drugs you want. That ankle ain't going to be healed anytime soon. No. I hate to say it, but those take time. But, yeah. So, Bengals... This Eagles, game's going to come down to who runs the ball better, and I just trust the Cincinnati Bengals run game more. And not to mention the way their offense play, offensive line played last week. Oh, my God. And now keys for the Chiefs, get the pass rush going because the Bengals' offensive line is hurt. Mm-hmm. If you can get to Burrow and force him to be uncomfortable, you could win the game easy. But I, I mean, tell you I, what. I shouldn't say easy. You could win the game. 
but, but with uh, Snead being out this week, oh, he's out again. And, oh no! Or he, he's he's questionable. Yep, right here he's questionable. But if with him, if he can't go at a hundred percent, that's huge because you got to have someone to cover Chase, Hick, Chase Boyd, and Higgins. Those three, and hate and Hayden Hurst. Oh. Dude, Hayden Hurst is underrated, man. The way he's, he's so good. The way he's been playing this last several weeks, yeah. Look for the Bengals. It's it's gonna be a good game. And, and another thing for the Chiefs, can somebody be up besides uh, Travis Kelsey get open? Because mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster, two catches for twenty nine yards is not gonna cut it against Cincy. Oh, it's crap. No way. Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl. Orange Call and it. red. The Bengals orange and the Cincinnati red looks awful on the screen together. Bengals, please wear your all-white unis. Do it. God, those are so clean with the helmets. Oh, they might do it. We'll no, see. they won't. They're going to wear the all-white with the orange helmets and ruin the color clash. But, uh, That's the most important thing, Derek. I got nothing else. All right, so we're predicting an Eagles-Bengals Super Bowl in Arizona. Fly, Eagles, fly. Who day nation? Yep. (laughs) All right. Nothing else from Derek. Nothing else from me. This has been the Derek and Eric show. We will catch you on Derek's favorite, the flippity flip. Peace. Deuces.